Good morning, everybody. I just, uh, I love coming over here. It seems like every time that I'm over here to preach and I step up on the pulpit, uh, I just feel the power of God come over me. And uh, and uh, it's just, uh, I don't, I can't, something you can't explain, something you just about have to experience. But uh, it, it's such a blessing to know that uh, that I'm welcome here and uh, and that God's got something for you. And I just, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, uh, I'm kind of overwhelmed and overpowered today by the Spirit of God. And, uh, um, and I'm just praying that this word is uh, something for you today. It's, uh, I've been unusually anxious about this word, about this message for some reason. And uh, and I maybe think because that uh, God's speaking, going to speak to you today, something that will that will help you and that the, the, the enemy doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want to come out in the word. And uh, uh, because that's what we do as ministers. We try to bring you a word from God that is life-changing. And that's what the Word of God is, the Bible. Everything that's written in the Bible is meant to help us through a life, and it's it's life-changing. So uh, um, let's pray. Jesus, Father, Lord, God, I praise you, Lord, and it's an honor, Lord, to stand before people, Lord, on this pulpit, Lord, and preach your Word, Father, Lord, that that I know that you've given me, Lord. And, uh, Lord, even though the enemy tries to discourage a word, Lord, and I know I finally realized, you know, a while back that if he's trying to discourage me from a word, it's something that's, uh, uh, the people really need, the sheep really need, Father God. So I just thank you for who you are in my life, Lord. God, and I just pray for the anointing on this message, Lord, and the, and the words that you give me, Lord. What I'm going to be talking about today is the title of the message is The Lord Waits. The Lord waits on us. So I'm going to start out with Gideon. With Gideon. Did somebody mind getting me a water in my mouth? It's got really dry. Jason, do you mind doing that or Pastor Chad? Okay, I'm going to be starting off in the book of Judges. um, Chapter 6, verse 12 through 21. And it said, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where is all his wonders that our ancestors told us about? When they said, thank you, pastor. When they said, do not, sorry about that. Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of the Midian. The Lord turned to Gideon and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Gideon said, Pardon me, Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will straight down the Mennonites, leaving, leaving none alone. But here's where the story changes Gideon he needs a sign so he says Gideon replied if now I have found favor in your eyes give me a sign that is really you talking to me please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and see it before you and the Lord said I will wait 
until you return. You see, the Lord is always waiting on us. It's not, we always hear uh, people say, I've asked people, how are you doing today? And their response sometimes is, oh, I'm just waiting, waiting on the Lord to bless me or get me out of the situation that I'm in. Or I'm waiting on the Lord to get me a new car. I'm waiting on the Lord to uh, uh, get me a better job. And uh, I'm waiting on the Lord for just about anything you can think of, I've heard. Uh, but I was here today to tell you that the God, he waits for us. And then Gideon went inside, prepared, um, well, hold it. Yes. And Gideon went inside and prepared a young goat and from an ether of flour he made bread without yeast, putting the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him under the loak. The angel of the God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock, and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. What a sign. What a miracle that was. You know, it was an awesome thing. If I'd witnessed something like that, I think it would have been uh, just overwhelming, but... But still, for Gideon, it wasn't enough. He needed more. He needed more signs from God. He wasn't sure of himself. He's, uh, he's still questioning everything that, that the angel of the Lord had told him. So Gideon said to, said to God, if you, if you will save Israel by my hand as you have promised, look, I will place a wool fleece on the flesh, threshing floor, there is dew only on the fleece, and all of the ground is dry. Then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand. So he sets before God another, another um, not a demand, but just uh, a way to prove that God was with him. And so when he get up the next morning, it was as if Gideon had asked. Everything was what Gideon wanted. So that's that's two. That's two things that the Lord has showed him and proved to him and miracles that he had done in front of his eyes to get Gideon to believe in him and um, feel comfortable in doing what the Lord had called him to do. But still, Gideon needed a third sign. Then Gideon said to God, do not be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleece, but this time make the fleece dry and let the ground be covered with dew. And so it happened, just as Gideon asked, is what happened to the, to the fleece and the ground and everything that he done. So in all of this time, you see, God is still waiting on Gideon. Um, Gideon had a lot of questions, a lot of things he had to go through. But uh, God was, um, his patience, see, we don't understand sometimes God's patience. He was patient with Gideon's. He didn't say, no, Gideon, you're going to do it the way I told you, or you're not going to do it all. He's letting Gideon work things out the way he needs to work things out. Because sometimes that's what we need in our life. We need to figure out to work things out in our life with Jesus to see uh, uh, exactly what he wants and to see where we're at. And uh, um, sometimes it takes us a while to get the message that God is trying to... Um, 
trying to give us, you see, because Gideon was unsure of his calling because he had never been trained to lead an army. You know, God wants him to um, to fight this battle, but he had never been trained. Um, Gideon waited on, um, God waited on Gideon to trust him. And, um, and so that's what I'm asking right now is what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Why haven't you gone to God with, with your problems and with your needs? Let me tell you the truth. You can, you can trust God. See, Gideon had to, to go through all of this to learn to trust God so he could have the faith and the confidence in his life to know that God was really with him in this battle and he could do whatever the Lord said and he know that it's going to come true because he, he, with his patience, with all this testing that he has, God gave God to, to perform for him. Is that's what it took, you know? Sometimes we test God. I've, I've tested God before. Lord, um, um, if you would do this or do that, and then I know what you, uh, I've heard a lot of testimonies about people testing Lord in some strange ways. And I'm like, wow, if the Lord gave me an answer like that, I would, I would be listening. But some of them says, you know, the Lord done what I wanted, but I still, but I still didn't have the confidence or still wouldn't do it because I wasn't for sure. If the God performs a miracle in your eyes like he did for Gideon, uh, I think we can be for sure that anything that God tells us is, is his truth and he's coming true. Um, sometimes we are so um, uh, judgmental when it comes to that. And uh, <sighs> this right here, what I'm going to tell you, is maybe the most powerful thing I've ever spoken to you all in a message. I know that salvation is the most important thing in our lives. But this is what I'm going to tell you now. I want you to listen to this. If this is the only thing that you remember during this message, I want it to be in this. Knowing God's love isn't enough to change your life. You need, we need to go a step farther and accept his love. How many of you in here knows that God loves you? Raise your hand. Now, I don't want you to, you don't have to raise your hand on this. I don't want you to. But I know there's people in this congregation here, Henderson, the people listening on TV, that you know God loves you, but you have never accepted the love of God in your life. And you don't know what you're missing out on. Because accepting his love is the, is the one thing that, that brings us closer together, that brings us in perfect, perfect unity with our Lord to accept his love in our life is so powerful and it's just everything that we have to grow on. When we get that close to God, when we can accept his love, we can be sure of who he is in our lives. We can be sure of anything that he's called us to do. We can be sure that we can go through anything and he's there with us. We can be sure of anything that the Lord lays in our hearts and we know it's from him. We can be sure that he's speaking to us. We can be sure that he loves us. We can be sure that he'll do anything for us if we accept his love in our life and understand who Jesus really is, who God really is. We know of God. We know God's love us, loves us, but we have not, and you have not accepted it fully. You, some of us haven't accepted it at all. It's like, it's like setting a bowl of ice cream out in front of, uh, uh, Curtis and, uh, saying, uh, Curtis, that ice cream's gonna be good, ain't it? And Curtis said, yeah, that's gonna be good. But he doesn't really know until he eats that ice cream. The man, that's delicious. That's the way it is with God. See, we, God, um, we gotta do things. We gotta know that, that, um, that looking at a hundred dollar bill is nice to look at, but being able to pick it up and go spend it, that's the real thing. That's accepting the power of that money. 
We're not accepting the power of that money if we just leave it on the ground and walk away from it. But to see the money has value. And when we accept the value of what God has for us in our lives, we change. God changes us when we accept his love. Accept God's love. That's just so powerful to me. Um, I didn't... Uh, my message was about waiting, but when I come to this part, when uh, the God showed me this, accept his love, it was like overwhelming in my life i'm like i can't wait to get there to to preach this message to tell people to accept his love you know when 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 i asked my wife to marry me she knew that i love her but she accepted it by by becoming my wife see jesus wants us to become one with him he wants us to become part of the bride of christ he wants us to be who we are in him he wants to show us and give us everything every good thing that he has for us in our life he wants that for us but but he's not able to give it all to us until we accept him and his love hallelujah oh praise be to god mark twelve thirty says Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Do you love him that way? Do you love him with everything that you got in your, in your, in your heart and uh, your soul and your mind? With all, do you love him with all your strength or you just love him with a, with a partial strength and a partial heart? And, uh, well, I love God with this part of my heart, but, but no, I still got room over here for, uh, for things that really doesn't pertain to God. I love these things too. Well, that's, that's not good enough. You haven't fully accepted God's life until your whole heart is thoroughly, um, for him and, uh, and his love is thoroughly in you. We don't understand. Love is the, one of the most misunderstood uh, standard things when it comes to God people doesn't we don't realize who he is we've got to grow we've got to learn we've got to uh, um, try to fix that and learn how to um, Matthew uh, 7 and 7 verses 7 and 8 says ask and it shall be given to you seek and you will find knock and it shall be opened to you for everyone that ask receives and he that seeks finds to him that knocks, it will be open unto you. Now, God is waiting for us to ask. God is waiting for us to seek. God is waiting for you to knock. God waits on us. We wonder why things aren't happening in our lives, in our prayer lives and everything. It's because we think, well, we know God loves it. He's going to do it for us. But he's waiting for you to ask him. He's waiting for you to come to the altar in prayer and tell your heavenly father that you love him and what your needs are. He's waiting for us. Sometimes I think with a lot of us, he gets pretty lonely waiting on us. You know, sometimes he really wants to talk to us so bad, but he's not going to speak to us until we ask for what we need and what we want in our lives. It's, it's, it's not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be. Not having communion, not having conversation with God on a daily basis. Asking for prayer and asking for love. Uh, uh, that should be our default. Everything should to go to back to this. Accept God's love and ask him for the things that you, that you need and the things that's going on in your life. 
One way to help us to do that is um, um, to learn how to accept his love maybe is uh, uh, the Bible scripture. It contains God's will for our lives. It's our nourishment. It gives us discernment. It instructs us in righteousness. It contains power to overcome. It is full of God's promises. Now, now these things is, is one way we can, can start to, to learn more about God's love and to, to accept His love. See, God's waiting for us to run to Him when life is hard and we're weighted down with burdens. And, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. See, God's waiting. He's waiting on you to bring your burdens to him. He's waiting to give you rest. But you don't, you're still carrying burdens and you don't have no rest, you don't have no peace, you don't have no joy in your life because you haven't asked God yet about it. You haven't prayed about it. You haven't, you haven't read his word about it, how to receive it from his word. Um, see, God's, God's grace is an outpouring of love for us. God gives us grace. Thank God for his grace. What would we do without it? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound to save the wretch like me. You know, I thank God for his grace in our lives and, uh, uh, and the love that, that, that goes along with it. You know, with, uh, if I walk in and, and somebody, Hugs me and says, I love you, Kevin. You know where that love's coming from in them? It's coming from God. That's God's love. See, God, one part of accepting God's love is realizing that the love that he, that he shares through us to one another, it comes straight from him because he has instilled that love in our hearts and in our spirits and, you know, in everything. And, uh, uh, it's just people don't tell you they love you just to be doing it. Uh, they do it because they love God and they love you. And it's God speaking to them to speak to you his love. So we got to accept, we got to accept, uh, these things when we tell somebody we love them and they love us and they hug us. It's just not coming from us. It's coming from God. Every hug that I give you comes straight from God. It's just, it's not just good, uh, good old big hug and love and key. It's God hugging you and loving you through me. And there's no greater joy to me than, than, than sharing my love for you, you know, with you and letting you know and hugging you and just, just feeling your, just feeling your presence of me and letting my spirit flow into you through God's love. That's God loving you through me. That's God loving me through y'all. That's the way it works. We have to accept God's love. We have to, we have to desire this right now more than you have anything in your life, just about, I would think, because it's that powerful. It's that needed. It's, it's, it's the, it's like, um, the astronauts, first time they, they practiced, they walked on, uh, walked on earth and then they got to the moon the first time and they took that leap, giant leap and walked on the moon. What a difference it is in walking on earth and getting to walk on the moon. That's the way it is with accepting God's love. That's the difference it makes in your life. And he's just waiting on you to accept it because he's got so much for you that you don't even know about yet because he's waiting for you to enter into him and give him love and pray for him and talk to him and be intimate with him. He's waiting on that. You know, when you first meet somebody, you don't, 
you don't go around and just uh, uh, start telling them all your, your secrets and things and hearts, desires and everything. You wait till you get to know people. We wait till you get uh, develop a relationship with them before you, before you start telling them things that, that are kind of personal in your lives. You go, you wait on that relationship. I'm not going to just walk out on the street and tell him all my, uh, son, a stranger walking down the street, all my thoughts and, uh, and everything that's going on in my life because he'll probably walk away like, man, that dude is crazy. You know, that's the way it works. But, but if I walk up and give him a hug, you know, that's, uh, that's God hugging him. And, um, I'm just telling you, we've got to, we can't sit still any longer. We got to get on the move. We got to run to Jesus. We got to run to Jesus. Jesus didn't, didn't actually run to the cross. He made his way to the cross and all the pain and agony that he had because of everything that he went through before he got there. But that was God's love. That was God hanging on that cross, dying for you and shedding his blood and all the pain and everything that he had, that he did, that he suffered was from you. And how can we not accept a God that loves us that much to do that for us? We have to accept him. Knowing that he died on the cross is good, but accepting that he died on the cross is what we got to realize. We got to give our hearts and we got to give our lives to Jesus Christ, the one and only son of God who did die on that cross. And he's waiting on us to accept him. If you don't have him in your heart, if you're a sinner, you've never had the love of Christ, you haven't accepted him. He's waiting on you to say, God, forgive me of my sins. I want to be with you in paradise, just like the thief on the cross beside him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory. See, I, I knew, I knew when I was having all this anxious stuff going on today before I started preaching, I knew the Lord had something for you today. I, I didn't know all this was, I was, what I'm saying, most of us not up here. This God, it's God's love speaking through me to you because he loves you so much. That's why he loves us. He wants the best for you. Times are getting hard. It's getting hard. Every day it's getting harder. There's so much stuff going in the world. But still you're afraid. You're struggling. You don't know what to do. God's waiting on you to bring it to him. Because he has all the answers. I don't have the answers. Pastor Chad doesn't have all the answers. We can help. We do the best we can, don't we, Pastor? But we need to hear from God. We need to talk to him. Are you broken hearted? Psalms 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up the wounds. Bring your broken hearts to Jesus. He's waiting on you to bring your broken heart to him. And then what is he going to do with it? He's going to bind up the wounds that you have. We've got to bring it to him. James 4.8 says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. God's going to come to you. He wants you to come to him. He's waiting on you to take that first step. You take one step towards God and he's going to come running to you. Because he's waiting, just waiting for you to make that first move. See, when the first move is made, that's when we've made the decision that, that we want Jesus. And we want something from him. And we know that he's going to give it to him. It comes with the first step that we take. It doesn't come when we actually get there we've already made up our mind in our hearts what we want before we take that first step and jesus already knows what you come running to him for and so he's ready he's just ready and waiting for you to take that first step you know sometimes the first step is so difficult to take 
But if you got something going on today and you take the first step to come to get prayed for or come to the altar, he knows what you're coming for and he's going to be willing, he's going to be waiting to answer prayers today. That's what God does. He loves us that much. Isaiah 26, 3. Oh, this is good. God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You got peace in your life? If you don't, Jesus is waiting. Come to the altar. Ask him for peace in your life. Without peace and joy in your life, it goes back to the verse I read earlier about being burdened down and taking your your yoke, uh, Jesus' yoke and burden is light. Then we have to go back again to that verse, to that scripture. Knowing that Jesus will take our burdens from us. I know sometimes when you're burdened down and you're depressed and you got all this going on. And our flesh doesn't want to take the first step. But our spirit is crying out for us to take the first step. That God's waiting on us. God's crying out to us people and we don't even realize it. Because we have not accepted his love. We don't fully hear from him. You want to fully hear from Jesus? Accept his love. He's waiting on you. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 through 19. This is a prayer for the Ephesians. For this reason I kneel before the Father. From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches... He may strengthen you with his power through the spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray, pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power to together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the measure of the fullness of God. That's what I'm talking about. Receiving the fullness of God. Receiving his fullest, fullest love that he has for you. Accepting it. You know, a lot of times it's hard for people to accept the truth. They don't want to hear the truth because a lot of times the truth hurts. But I'm telling you today, the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. Amen. God is, God is just waiting. I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Love, 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 love. God's love. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. 
This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. We have seen and testify the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus Christ is the son of God, God lives in them and they live in God. And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. God's waiting. He loves us. Is there anything you're waiting on you've been holding back that you haven't brought to God? Do you need to come pray about something? Do you need prayer about something that you've been holding on to? There's things that people have struggled with their whole life and never got a breakthrough of it. I may be wrong. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But I think part of it could be because we've never accepted and understood fully his love. I think if we do that in our lives, I think we will start seeing more breakthroughs in the church. More breakthroughs at the altar. And isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we're here for? To to learn about God and his love and, and him to love us and show us and prove to us his love and, and with the signs and wonders and miracles and, and healings and uh, uh, breaking people free out of prison that we've been behind. You know, some people maybe here and on TV or has been chained up so long that it's war blessed. You know, they try to get out, but they, they got blisters and all over the body is is uh, disrobed for trying to break through a chain, a chain that they can't get to and it's just eat them alive. They know God loves them, but they haven't accepted it. And how much stronger will your prayer life be if we truly accept his love? A lot of us, a lot of people pray and there's not the power in, in your prayer just knowing God loves you than it is if you've accepted God's love to know and know him fully. Knowing God's love Fully accepting it. You see, this is one of those messages. This seems to be the way I, I, I preach messages. God gives me a thought and I want to take that thought and I'm going to, I'm just going to repeat it over and over. I'm going to, I'm going to crush it in the ground. I'm going to pour it all out all over. I'm going to make that word come alive in you because it's a whole lot easier to remember one truth. That I'm wanting you to get than it is the whole message unless you go back and listen. Today's message is that God's waiting on you for whatever your need is. Whatever you want. Whatever you desire. Whatever your your sin is. No matter what's going on in your life. God is waiting on you. See, He we have to depend upon him. We have to be willing to get out of our comfort zone and go to him with this. Nobody's going to talk about you if you if you want to come to the front and, and get prayer for something. We're not going to talk to you. We're going to rejoice because you had the uh, the faith to step out. And we're going to pray for you. We're going to we're going to cry out to God for you in your situation because that's what he wants. That's what he has for us to do. He wants us. We love each other. We cry out for you in prayer. We want things to change in your life so they don't have to stay the same way they've been your whole life. You've never walked in freedom 
Any of you, I mean a lot of you, because you're still shackled up to something from 40, 50 years ago that's, that's still dragging you down. You can get so far, but you're like the dog on a chain. He can get so far, but then he can't go any further. And he jerks on the chain and he jerks on it and he barks at something, trying to get off, off the chain so he can go do what he wants to do. But he can't go, he can't let go. He can't get there because of the chain. Thank you. God, God, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for this word. Is there anybody here today that you got something in your life? That you need prayer about something you've never even gotten prayed for. Or you just want to come to the altar and share to God. The altar is open always. This altar is open anytime anybody wants to come to it when I'm, when I'm behind the pulpit. I know what it's saying for Pastor Chad. But it's my heart's cry. I'm crying out to you with everything that I've got. With all the love that I've got in me. If you to accept God's love. And don't, don't, don't wait on him. I'm so tired of, of, uh, of waiting on God and people waiting on God. And I say, well, have you prayed about it yet? They explain something to me and tell me this story. I say, have you prayed about it yet? And a lot of times they say, no, I haven't, I haven't prayed about it yet. I'm like, what are you waiting for? My gracious. Who, Who are we? Do we not understand Jesus? Do we not understand his word? Will the brain cast our cares upon him for he cares for us? I'm not, I'm not being mean. I'm loving you today. I'm loving you with everything I got and I want you to be, I want you to be whole and set free and I want everything that God has for you. I want you to understand who He is in my life. Ryan or, or Tracy, come on up. I don't mean to be emotional, but, but the Jesus in me sometimes makes me emotional. I know I've been much of a crier, but it's okay with me if I cry. If you cry, if you come to the altar and you slobber and, and tears run out your eyes and you spit and, or do anything if, to get close to God, are you willing to let go of your pride and take the first step today? That's what I'm asking you. I probably should have called y'all up a little bit earlier. I apologize. Sometimes I get in, my, I get in the way of myself. But uh, do, you, do you get it? Have I, have I just grounded into your spirits today? I hope I have. And I hope that uh, everybody watching on TV that you got what I'm speaking, what Jesus is speaking through me today to you. That he wants your lives to change. He's calling us. These are the last days and he's separating out of people for a work like we've never seen hardly in a long time. There's something going on in the world with the revivals and everything. I finally got to see go see Jesus revolution last night and it really touched me. You see, God's gearing up, I think, for from what I'm understanding, what I'm seeing and feeling and people talking to that he's gearing up, gearing up for something great and he wants us to be a part of it. But he wants us to accept him fully so we can fully do our part and be totally effective. See, if we go out and, and we try to do something, if we don't have God's loving us and, and have the prayer behind us to go out, a lot of times we're unsuccessful and we give up on God. 
A lot of people's walked away from the church with thinking, uh, well, I thought God sent me out to do this or do that, but, but nothing happened. It didn't work, so, so I just left the church. Did they go out in prayer? Did they go out knowing who God loved them? Did they go out with the anointing of God in their lives? Come today if you want. What they pray and sing, and we'll pray for you. Pastor will come pray for you. Jason, all of us will will uh, will just get together and pray. I just don't want one single person to leave here today without bringing a need to God while they worship. us right now as we gather around the, this altar, Father Lord God, in your love, Father Lord, and, and comfort, Lord. And uh, so, God, we just thank you for everything you've done today, the anointing music, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that you would, as we go out and we leave from here, that you just protect us as we go home, Lord. And uh, uh, remind us daily, Father God, not, not to wait, not to wait to bring our needs and everything that we have to you, Father Lord, because you, because you love us so much, Lord. So we just go here with your peace, Father Lord. Amen.